0: Episode 141, Anastasia patsy
1: It's the trials and tribulations and the adversities which push our genes to evolve. Unless there's a stressor, there's no evolution.
0: Welcome to Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Worlds they live by. For example, put the cookie down. Origins awakening moments, Yoda questions, and the alpha round to finish. Any men out there who are listening and are interested in the Awaken Your Alpha coaching program, Ultimatum, get lean, get healthy, skyrocket your sex drive, your confidence to benefit your life and the lives of those around you that are close to you, that are important to you, and just be working on a whole nother level. Just get in contact with me through Facebook, Adam Lewis Walker, message me, or Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha, Get to the podcast. Okay, good morning, everyone. We have a brilliant one for you. We have a super super able mind today. We have Anastasia Patsyberg-Bassilou, and I've probably messed up her name. I had a little practice as well. The name means awaken, though, which is perfect for this show, as her mission is to awaken life to its genius. Um, Anastasia is a practicing life coach and registered NLP practitioner with an international client base. She's a writer of poetry, philosophy, novels, theater, and screenplay. She's a trance and hypnosis teacher. She was born originally in Greece, and we're going to find out all about her origin stories. In her 20s, she took up fitness competitions and represented Australia and New Zealand, Europe, and the US. Uh, So she worked with some incredible coaches, which she brings into, uses these skills and brings that into both her teaching career. She was a former teacher and as a personal development coach. She's had clients like the billionaire Flavio Briatore, supermodel Naomi Campbell, actors Hugh Grant and Ralph Fiennes. In recent times, she's prepared lots of personal development courses and events. In essence, she argues if we look at the design of man, the architecture, the mechanics and biology, we can clearly see that it supports survival and evolution or expanding consciousness and expanding the evolving intelligence. And that the stuff that happens to all men, his trials, tribulations, and challenges are designed to inspire or provoke or facilitate the outcome or objective. So she calls herself a behavioral analyst. Um, So we're going to get dig right into this today. She's developed, let's say, some great modules. And one that stood out for me in this this show is um, Thriving, Not Surviving, The Design of Man. So firstly, before we get started too much, Anastasia, are you ready to awaken your alpha?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm super ready and able to awaken my female alpha.
0: Brilliant. I mean, is there anything you'd like to add or highlight in your introduction I did you there?
1: Um, no, I, I think you cover everything for the last like two decades. Um, but <laughs> in essence, I, you know, uh, my, my big passion or obsession in life has been the human mind. You know understanding how it works understanding behaviors um and i guess this is something that 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 was with me from a very very young age you know i recall being eight and sitting at the you know with my family and and his guests and he would always tell these amazing stories of people's trials and tribulations and um i would sit there and i would look at all the adults and and be fascinated by the stories, but also by the expressions on the faces, and I and I was very curious about the personalities. Um, and my mother, I remember uh, asking me, saying, Anastasia, why aren't you playing with the little people?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I said, Mummy, I said the little people tell boring stories, or well, they don't tell any stories. Um, I said, but the big people, I said, they're far more interesting. So. <laughs> If I could reflect back, I think it's you know the young child is pure, it's innocent, it's unaffected by concepts or education. It's just plain for me that there was nothing to 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 put my to sink my eyes into. but when I watched the adults, I saw their faces and their expressions, and very early on i i could I could read the emotion of the individual. so i yeah. could, I could tell when when the individual was not telling the truth. Um, and so, there began a fascination with the mind, with behaviours, but also, you know, an incredible fascination with the physical body and what it could achieve. So, I, I really loved running fast. I love yeah, I, did,
0: I, didn't, I didn't mention that in your intro. You know, initially one of your goals was to get to the Olympics. I saw that. Image. Yeah,
1: my dad. My dad. Uh, you know, very early on, because my sister was such an academic and she had all straight A's, and I was more concerned with uh, roaming the streets. Uh, <laughs> and playing sport and, and with the boys, not with the girls, because I felt the girls were not competitive enough. Yeah. Um, my father said, that one is not very academic. She's My little one is going to be in the Olympics, and she'll be the first Greek-Australian to, to represent uh, uh, our family. Um, so that was his agenda.
0: Uh, yeah. It was also
1: mine, because I did become a bit of a decathlete. Javelin shot put hurdles. Um, did you ever I, try the pole vault? I didn't actually. It was a bit uh, scary, because I was afraid of heights. So I had a fascination with the physical body and, and I pushed myself physically, which back then for me, it only uh, cultivated you know, quite a, a strong mind and a mind that, that felt that it could do many things. So I, I set out from a very young age proving to myself that I could do anything and, uh, and, I, and I did yeah. and I loved it. But I, in, in the afternoon or in the evening when everyone went to bed, I'd take out my diary and I'd start to write poetry because I wanted to express that that I had experienced or, or saw in other people because it fascinated me. Yeah. Um, the emotional aspect, um, you know, I had to kind of find a way to express in, in some form. So the pen for me very, very early on um, was used to express everything that I saw in people and, and experience within my own life.
0: Cool. So we, we're touching a lot on your origin story there. I mean, so you, you was originally born in Greece. When did you move over to Australia and then... When did you come to? You're in UK at the moment, aren't you? You're in London.
1: I am. My father my parents. Um, when I was four, decided that Greece was not the place to raise their children and and or the place that they would get the best education. So they moved. Um, they moved us to Australia, Melbourne, when I was four, um, and we never went back. And and uh, with hindsight, that was the better decision because Greece is not in a very nice uh, state today, and all our relatives are, you know. Are, have not done as well as my father and my mother have done. So it was a great move, you know, for many reasons. Um,
0: so what and What brought you over to England, I was gonna say.
1: Well, I, I was, I, I, I went to university, my father was, was incorrect. Uh, I went to university and I got the degrees. Mm-hmm. And then I did an education degree and um, I was married at the time, I married at 21. And my husband said, it's time that you went to get a job now, Anastasia, enough of this, you know, this academics. We were both elite athletes at the high school. We went to school together. So, and he was already uh, working, and he felt that uh, I should work. I really loved academics, and I wanted to do my master's and my honours. But he said, look, now why don't you go to your old school and ask for a job? You know, I'm sure that they'll give you a job there. And I said, Chris, are you kidding me? I was the rebel. I was the one that was taking charge of the classrooms. My teachers who were still there are not going to give me a job. <laughs> So um, just to appease him, I did go for an interview. And it was, it was my old English teacher, Miss Begg, and um, Mr. McCard, my literature teacher. And Miss um, and Begg, I remember saying, Anastasia, why on earth have you come back here, you know, to haunt us? And so <laughs> they began seven years of, of, of wonderful, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience to work with kids who were very much like myself back then. It wasn't a very good school. Uh, very mixed abilities, uh, lots of um, lots of mu- Muslim students who, you know, there were lots of immigrants who had uh, come to Australia, and they were of a certain mindset, um, very aggressive, um, and quite disrespectful to to females. Mm-hmm. So it was quite a challenge, but but I was I was I thought well equipped. To do that, because I, I knew the mind of that child and what its needs were. It needed to be entertained, but also educated. Yeah.
0: It needed
1: to be inspired, not just to be taught. And the curriculum could be quite quite boring. So I I would you know work with the curriculum and, and present it in the way that, that it enthused the, enthused the, you know
0: yeah.
1: the, the kids. But for me, that was the beginning of, of, of my of entering into the personal development arena. And yeah. That was the first time that I that that I picked up. Yeah, Anthony Robbins' book, "Awaken the Giant Within." Mm-hmm. So within three days, you know, I learned the NLP tools very, very, very fast, and then I was able to be a more dynamic, um, a better teacher.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's something to motivate you, and a great place to sort of cut your teeth because kids are obviously they're yeah. ruthless and very honest, and if they're not entertained, they will let you know very quickly. <laughs>
1: definitely, <laughs> it definitely. can make
0: it a lot harder for you. Definitely,
1: I loved it, um, and eventually. I came to the states, or to to the UK, and did a show called the Miss World, which was a fitness show. Mm-hmm. And everyone just wanted to know how I got that body. So the gay guys were were in awe. Mm-hmm. Um, the straight guys liked the the physique. The, the gay girls liked um, the physique, and so I became quite popular very quickly. But I was so open in, in I'm so open in my personality mm-hmm. and, and in my giving. That I would just share any information with them that would enable them to get the kind of physique that they wanted, and um, I met this ballerina there called Simone, who um, just said that, listen, you need to leave your day job, your, your job back in Australia, and come back and start a business in coaching and 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 personal training. You're different, and they like you. Yeah. So that's so, what I did. I went was, back. To, yeah.
0: Did, was that like obviously you've done your teaching for a, for a while, yeah. but when that when that moment happened, obviously you're. You're in really good shape, you're in the competitions, and then people are suggesting to you. Did, did you feel like it's sort of like that was a moment when it's sort kind of things clicked into place?
1: Or well, like, I, I they... knew Australia didn't serve my needs for various reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always the fixer in the family, so I was taking care of, of, of the aspects that were, you know, let's call them dysfunctional aspects of the family that we all have. Every family has its own. So I decided that I would leave my family to their issues and then explore another life and begin another career. So I always wanted to pursue my writing ambition. And my, mm-hmm. So I thought that that the UK might be that perfect place that I could start a new business in life coaching or mentoring, mm-hmm. uh, pursue further education in the field of neuroscience, um, uh, and then have an adventure and, and, and see what I could do. And uh, for me, it was the perfect place to come and, uh, and explore a new life and create a new life and uh, meet uh, people from different, countries and and be open-minded to their experiences and their ways and to learn from them so for me uh, countries like Australia and, and the US and, and South Africa and New Zealand wonderful beautiful countries with great people but they are limited in their travels mm. and therefore not exposing you know their own characters to other people in other ways and therefore I think I um, people who, who do what I have done as a consequence of this exposure, we learn more, therefore we evolve in our intelligence and our consciousness, we become more tolerant, more open-minded, and that's the, that's the nesting ground for creativity and also for evolution. Yeah, well, it sounds like
0: you've, you're almost hitting us with a few quotes there. I, I mentioned to you before the show as well, we like to have your sort of success quote or your quote that you like to live your life by. Is there anything yeah. that's coming to mind?
1: Well, um, a year and a half ago, I I was sitting at my desk and I was contemplating how lucky I was in that I had spent two decades researching consciousness and neuroscience and working with people who had given me the opportunity to apply these theories. Um, and I was thinking the average housewife, the average uh, man, the average person hasn't had this, this privilege. So I wrote down a statement uh, and it's become the manifesto of my company. The company is called Super Able Mind. Uh, and represents a method that I've developed that enables an individual to fast-track their intelligence in 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. So I made this statement: I envision a time not too far away where the need for a life coach, a psychotherapist, a relationship counselor, a medic will become obsolete because man would have tapped to a greater tapped into a greater understanding of his potential for greatness. And then within two weeks, you know, I, I was in my super creative mode, and I was sitting down thinking, how could I put all that I have learned and know, and am applying with my own clients on a day-to-day basis? How can I put that into meth into a method, a process, uh, and and te- and give someone um, the ability to self-determine? Because I think you know the the problem that we have in the personal development arena. Uh, like any other educational arena, is that we're indoctrinated by a system of learning and communicating, mm-hmm. um, which engages the cognitive, the, you know, the cognitive aspect of our intelligence, and it pushes it towards one path, one journey. But that's, you know, um, then we all become like clones. And yep. you know, I, I know that the English are quite adverse to people like Anthony Robbins or Bandler because they're quite big alpha males. Um, and there are alpha females, yeah. but the, the British kind of like who they are. They like their identity um, They like, don't want to be like anyone else, you know, so I've met people who are word-for-word word, uh, citing, you know, Robbins Vocabulary and I asked the question well, where are you? You know, am I talking to <laughs> Robbins or am I talking to you? because with all Respect, I think Robbins has done a wonderful job and he's helped so many people yeah. But I want to develop a method where I could make the individual uh, give the individual an experience of self-confidence by separating the five fields of cognition uh, and, and measuring them and taking them on a journey of growth. Yeah. So if I if I could do that, if I could affect the operational system of thinking in the individual, then I'd give the individual the power to make to have the confidence to make their own decisions uh, rather than following the theories and the philosophies of other fields and other gurus and other leaders. To give man that that self confidence is is to to spur and inspire that creativity that's in our genes that's in our DNA, and I think you know if we stop trying to be like everyone else and just to to take pride in the identity of the individual in that which we are born with, uh, in in that personality, I think that you know that we're on on our way to solving many of the problems that we have. You know, it's intelligence is in the genes. You know, creativity is in the genes. Uh, imagination is in the genes. You know, we're designed to imagine, to explore, to be curious. And yet this indoctrinization that I spoke to you about, it numbs that creativity. It doesn't, it doesn't support that creativity. It says, let's think along this way. Let's, let's, you know, let's, let's be as good as him. In fact, you know, for, for our whole lives, we're, we're focusing on that which is outside of us, on the greatness of people that are outside of us. And we're losing sight of of the greatest potential for greatness is is within us. These these eyes have to have to look within, explore within, and ask the big question: Who am I? You know, who am I? You know, and that's that's a you know that's asking the, the bigger questions in life, which which lead to the greatest epiphanies and realizations. Well, I mean,
0: you gave us lots of good advice there, and we're going to sort of delve into the, the alpha round where you give us any tools, tips, and resources. And I want to touch on as well a talk you developed called Thriving, Not Surviving, The Design of Man. I just wanted to see if you had any advice when it comes to thriving and not surviving.
1: <laughs> thriving and not just surviving was a presentation that I, that I did about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- one of the theories there is that, that, uh, it is the trial, the, it's the trials and tribulations and the adversities which push our genes to evolve. Unless there's a stressor, right? There's no evolution. So, you know, in the field of physical training, unless you, you break down muscle tissue, you're not going to- That's gonna
0: exactly grow- what I was just thinking about when you mentioned it like that. I was just thinking about, yeah, resistance.
1: <laughs> so it's the same with the mind, unless it's challenged- with trials and tribulations, a divorce, a recession, the loss of a job an illness, uh, the inability to pay an exorbitant tax bill, that stressor, that dilemma forces us to stop and assess and review and contemplate and create possible resolutions or outcomes or solutions. Whereas the average personality will go into something called fight or flight mode. In In this mode, creativity is lost. The vision isn't expanded, it's diminished. When we're afraid, we see less, we don't see more. So, you know, I've gone one step further from that presentation to develop the super able mind method, mm-hmm. right? And one of, the main, one of the main things that we experience as a consequence of that is that we don't go into fight or flight mode. You know, the seven principles of higher performance, which is the SAM brand, which I teach over a 12-week period, is upgraded by the subconscious mind. And it's designed to not... Uh, you know, we, we don't go into fight or flight mode. We remain creative because we've learned the seven principles of performance.
0: Could you tell us one or two of them, or delve into any of the ones you think it? No, um, the
1: the seven principles of performance I I I mention here and there. However, it, it's a protected brand, mm-hmm. um, and the Sam launch is April the thirteenth in a place. that oh, okay. I will mention. Let me. Let me. Okay. There's one called cool, calm, and collected. Mm-hmm. Right. So. We're looking to perform in these cognition games or learn the behavior cool, calm and collected. Um, Another one is NHP, normalizing high performance. Another one is commanding and demanding. Being able to command and demand that the intelligence, right, produce the effect that we want in any given moment, Mm -hmm. the the desired effect being excellence. the, the course has been running now 16 months. Yep. 63 people have gone through the method. People from all walks and backgrounds and, and ages, the youngest being nine and the oldest being 68. Elite athletes have taken part and have increased their physical performance, enhanced. So uh, I've, I've developed my own tool, you know, where I can uh, teach the individual or show them how they can self-determine.
0: I wondered if there's either a personal favourite book that helped you Along this journey, or one that you oh, yes. recommend to clients, is there anything that okay.
1: springs to mind? You know, I, I, the work that I've that that I'm doing, that I've done, the method that I've developed, it could not have been. I could not have created it without a my journey into phys, into elite sport, uh, realizing the strength of my physical body, um, the the ten years as a personal trainer. Right, working with all these people, and I had the opportunity to vivisect and examine their minds and the, and the physical body. Mm-hmm. But also, six years ago, I went to Arizona, and I listened to a man called Dr. Joe Dispenza, author of Evolve Your Brain, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, and You Are the Placebo. And when I listened to this man speak for the first time, I, I was so enthused and so excited about what I was hearing, about something that I had suspected about life and about its genius that I went on to study five years with him. He's one of the most enlightened human beings I've ever met. He's um, He travels all around the world and gives courses. He inspired what I have come up with, uh, and he inspired him to believe that I could also be a scientist, mm-hmm. a scientist of life, and that I could also develop my own method that I could use to help people um, to self-realize and self-determine. But uh, Dr. Joe Dispenser is, is uh, my mentor. Yeah, I'm very grateful for that.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. I mean, you mentioned some of the books he wrote there. I mean, are there any others that spring to mind? Or is it all oh, through?
1: yes. Oh, yes. The other two great people, uh, scientists that I respect and um, have listened to, uh, uh, have gone to watch, speak in presentations and read all their books is Dr. Greg Braden, uh, who wrote um, The Divine Matrix and A Modern Day God, um, uh, Fractal Time and various others. Then there's Dr. Bruce Lipton, Um, who wrote The Biology of Belief. Uh, He's a wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, man, uh, wonderful scientist, but also Lynn McTaggart, journalist, who wrote The Field and the Intention Experiment. All these people, uh, and what I've learned uh, from their works, their fields, have uh, definitely enabled me to to come up with the super-able mind method. You know, um, we're not average, none of us, by far. You know, if you look around us, you know, uh, creativity it's all around us everything that is around us is a product of our creativity so once we stop uh focusing on on what is outside of us and and are uh, uh, going deep to, to 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 source and appreciate understand what is within us then we physically we're better emotionally we're better spiritually we're better um then we're we're for example i say in 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 my presentation um that a super able mind is non-reactive and super creative a super able mind is confident cool calm and collected and develops something called rational kinesthetic the ability to use our sixth sense our intuition with precision in our decision making process i said that it, that it is a mind that has lost the propensity for judgment uh, because it appreciates that judgment is non-creative and counterproductive to evolution and growth. It is a mind that is constantly growing and expanding, in its own concept and knowledge of itself, but also um, in its not in its in the way that it, that it views the external environment and its relationship to that external environment. So, um, you know, I'm trying to cultivate. You know, in 12 weeks, the sort of mind uh, with the sort of behaviors and qualities which give it the confidence and the drive, you know, to, to step up and self-determine and, and, and make decisions and not procrastinate and stay cool, calm and collected and, and rise up to those challenges that are before us, you know, that we can count on. If there's one thing that you can count on is your death, your birth and all the challenges in, you know, in between those two events, Yeah, um, we're not designed to have an easy life. We're designed to be challenged, because evolution is in our genes. Uh, And we are at our happiest, and at our best, and not bored when we're creative.
0: Brilliant, so I mean, when people come to you, what do you think is one of the key things that people should do if they are feeling held back?
1: To stay, to sit, to sit with that, because that emotion, that discomfort, that anxiety, doesn't stay the same, it can't. Everything is in a state of motion. You know, we are emotion in motion, and therefore that emotion, that thought, cannot just stay still in that form, in that mind. So, if you sit with it and we apply wonderful emotions like patience and kindness and, and non judgment, to not judge the self, you know, this is one of the things that we learn, mm-hmm. one of the most important things that we learn as a behavior in the program, to not judge self. Right? The moment you judge it, you're beating yourself up. So, if you sit and you apply patience and 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 you just sit and breathe, most importantly, to breathe into the moment, then that intelligence, that creativity that we have will provide us, will provide you with an idea. Redirecting the focus from the pain to something that feels good, to something that you can do. You know, um, I've, in the last 15 months, I've had more challenges than I've had in the 17 years that I've been here. But at no point did I ever go into fight or flight mode or thinking that I was going to die or that I had to move back to Australia. Mm. Um, But I I see people, you know, daily, weekly who have challenges, you know, and and this is the norm. This is what is supposed to happen. We're supposed to be challenged. In fact, we're the creators of our challenges also. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. Very good point.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So the moment the moment we sit and then we ask the big question of, um, how did I how did I come to this place? Um was there any aspect of my own mind, of my own thinking that has created this for me? And if it was, um, and if it is, what can I do next that's different that might affect a different outcome? So, you know, most importantly, patience, softness. I know we're, we're on a project, a program that's about the alpha male, but um, I, I've known lots of alpha males who are very gentle and patient themselves. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah. That's cool. Mine.
0: Well, we'll t- just touched on that then. Who do you recommend that I should interview next or very soon? Is there anyone from your sort of long list of contacts that springs to mind when you say you've known quite a few sort of alpha males down the years? Is there anyone who you think would be a-, a good guest to interview on the show?
1: Yeah, why don't you interview uh, Mark Foster, the Olympic swimming champion.
0: Oh, yeah, legend. So,
1: awesome. Yeah, he's going to come to my event. I've invited him. Uh, I've, I, he's a friend of mine, and, and um, when I was managing it, I've 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 had other jobs. I've managed a, a modern artist for five years, and I've also managed sing a singer songwriter. So we got Mark Foster to do a photo shoot of him as a, a merman on <laughs> the beaches of Miami, and the pictures are stupendous. But um, he's he's a you know he's one of those men. I think alpha, but also very soft and gentle with himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a lovely, lovely gentleman. Oh, um, that
0: that'd be a great interview, obviously, because I'm i a sports fan in general as well, yes. but that's, no, that sounds absolutely brilliant. Well, thanks for that. Just sort of in closing up, yeah. what's the one question you thought I was going to ask? And I've kind of missed a trick here because we are sort of getting towards the end of the show. So is there anything that spring to mind or you wished I'd ask?
1: I don't know. What's next for Anastasia? Maybe? Yeah,
0: what, what is next? I know you've got an event coming up um, in April next month, but what is next? Where do you see yourself going?
1: No, uh, I'm writing the Super Able Mind book, mm-hmm. uh, which is a manual. Uh, I'm launching um, the Super Able Mind method for preschoolers, where I've uh, condensed the seven principles of performance to three, and making it a lot more simple. Um, I'm taking the Super the, the method to to gyms, to leisure centres, to health centres, to to places like the Priory, who uh, you know that are filled with people who are you know not able to to kind of work through their own challenges. Um, I'm taking the method to the field of sports. So I have a vision about where the company is going with yeah. that. Sport, education, health, uh, recruitment, um, writing the book, uh, and just watching this dream evolve and grow into a business that's giving something beautiful back to the people. Uh, that, that, that's, that's what's next. Yeah. Well,
0: what's, what's the best way people can get in contact with you or find out more about the Super Able Mind?
1: Please, there's a Super Able Mind page on Facebook. The website superablemind.com is going live tomorrow. So, um, so
0: when this episode goes live, then it should be
1: oh, yeah, it yeah should
0: perfect. Be up, should be up. <laughs> yeah.
1: If anyone wants to get in touch with me uh, for some advice or for, or for to to uh, perhaps um, take part in, in, in the in the uh, program, they can contact me at Anastasia at superablemind.com.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Adam, thank you so much for the opportunity. really appreciate it.
0: That's all right. I'm glad we got it done. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. Guys, thanks for tuning in for another awesome, exciting episode on Awaken Your Alpha. Really appreciate it. Make sure you keep up to date with everything that's going on. Follow us on Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha. Twitter, Awaken Your Alpha and Instagram at AwakenYourAlpha. Connect with me as well, Adam Lewis Walker on Facebook, personal and public profiles, but I'd love to connect with you and find out more. Those who want to take it up another notch, you can book in your personal strategy session with me. Get straight to that form and apply. It's tinyurl.com forward slash AwakenYourAlpha. Get lean, get healthy, skyrocket your sex, drive your confidence, and just be working on a whole nother level. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless.